welcome to our lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners. And to my left, in the Dominican public's newest celebrity, everyone's saying, get me out of here, live from Syrianus, Syrianus, Punta Cana Resort Casino and Acro Games, it's Stuart Izzard. Hello, Stuart. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Now, I've got some facts about the Dominican Republic. Do you want to hear them? Go on, then. Do you know who Maria Sela Alvarez is? No. She was Miss World. Oh, blimey. Uh, and she came from the Dominican Republic. There are some very nice-looking local Dominican people out here, I must admit. I doubt that she is, because it was 1982 when she, they, she won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, a more mature uh, yes. Uh, yes. Miss World. And maybe a... MF, MW, ILF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Another fact about the Dominican Republic. Uh, do you know what the national sport of the Dominican Republic is, Stuart? Volleyball? It's actually baseball. Um, and some of the world's oh. best baseball players are from uh, the Dominican Republic. Unfortunately, I haven't got a clue who they are. Uh, maybe we'll have to ask Tyler Trevlo uh, for who's the best out of them. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, the other thing about the um, Dominican Republic is that uh, Oscar de la Renta, do you know this man? Have Sounds like a boxer. He is one of the best-known fashion designers of the 21st century. So not a boxer, then? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was a boxer as well. He was born in Santo Domini- Dom- Domingo. Uh, his clothes are worn by celebrities such as Laura Bush, former first lady of the US, and Congresswoman Hillary Clinton. Basically, female uh, politicians in America. So he's not can't be that bloody famous, can he? Nah. It's not exactly Marks and Spencers, is he? No. Um, <laughs> So, and to my right, a man who the, who believes that the Hyundai iX35, with its roomy interior and Bluetooth tech, is an ideal choice if, as an owner, you have £200 million to spend. It's John Rubin. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, you. All right. How are we doing? <laughs> can you hear me? I can't work out if people can, can hear me on this thing. Yes, uh, John's got a new tablet. No? To go with all the other tablets. Can you hear me take. though? Can you actually hear me? Yes, I can hear John. <laughs> I can you, hear you. Oh, just say yes then. When I'm asking. <laughs> when I'm asking, can you hear me? The yes is the fucking right answer. <laughs> not silence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so um, now uh, a very serious hour lot in block five tonight because um, we're going to be talking about a drug. A harmful drug tonight. It doesn't matter what you call it. Alcohol, liquor, booze. The short-term effects of giddiness, mindlessness, and attraction to the opposite sex are small beer, if you pardon the pun, to the damage that occurs physically and socially when tonight we discussed shit-faced at the shield. So, uh, <laughs> we will be dropping... Is it? Yes. At what point? Is it dangerous? I can't work it out. What's dangerous? Right, if you, I'll take your word if, for it. Can you still hear me on this? I've let the mic go. Yes, yes, and yes, John. <laughs> we will be dropping a depth charge of chat into a pint of analysis. 
and later Paul Merzen will reveal the effects of the alcohol has on cars in our shot in pub five. Not, it didn't really work. I was trying to think of a good uh, change. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a, a theme of alcohol running through uh, tonight's show. Um, well, that's good because I'm sitting here drinking lots of it. Now, uh, the Charity Shield or Community Shield, whatever you want to call it, um, we started quite early, didn't we, John? Well, I started with soda water. But, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and some of our friends there have and then been moved there on. since and 10, 10am in the railway pub in West Hampstead and didn't actually even make it to the kick-off. Uh, several of our Block Fivers were in the bar in Wembley drinking That's right. um, instead That'd of watching right. the match or watching the match on the telly. Well, we did watch the match. Basically, <laughs> the way we worked... It was. We got in. We were trying to convince Mark. I think it was. It was a good idea to have a beer. And he went, "You put the match ain't on." And then when we were standing, the TV started showing the match. And then Bill phoned me. Said, "Where are you?" I said, "We're at the bar, watching the game on the TV." What better way to run it? The bar. There's no one at the bar. There's loads of beer. It was a win-win situation. <laughs> and we were just standing there. I'm, I walked up with you lot, and I was just bemused by the fact that I was the only one standing there when I got to my seat. Obviously, there were other people there. Um, but, yeah, for about the first 25 minutes, there was no sign of them. Um, and uh, afterwards, uh, we went back to the, uh, the railway at West Hampstead, and uh, one of the one of us was ejected for being too drunk. Can but you I can't a work guess? out where they went to after the game because we was faffing around, yes, working out how we was going to get back. S- Stuart, what? Do and they you... vanished at least half an hour before us. Stuart, what options are there for getting out of Wembley uh, back to public transport? Well, it's down Wembley Way, isn't it? Uh, any other yeah. options? Of course uh, not. Of course not there really. isn't. There isn't any <laughs> other option. But we stood there for 20 minutes working out, is there a pub near here we could go to so we don't have to walk down Wembley Way with millions uh, of people there? No, there isn't any option. So eventually... We can you not Can you off. not stay in the ground? Can you not stay in the ground and have a beer? No, they shut no, the shutters think, down. They get rid of you. They put all the shutters down really? just after half-time, I think. So you um, would think, wouldn't you? I mean, I've never hung about... You know, once you've seen all the celebration or whatever, I've always, yeah, got up and walked out. But yeah. you would think to, to ease the congestion, they'd leave the bars open, wouldn't you? Well, that's just, what they just, um, I remember them doing that at Brighton. Because yeah, it's quite well, a difficult yeah, but, journey yes, on the trains yeah. there. So they encourage people to but stay. But didn't they, they done it, they, they do it, do they still do it at the Emirates? I thought they were encouraging people to stay for a little while, wouldn't they? Just to ease the congestion at the tube stations maybe I mean I don't I've never really noticed I suppose most people are just on their way out as soon as yeah full time goes off so who got ejected then? so it was uh, our, our mate Nick Williams uh, um, who was outside so he was outside the pub um, and was sick on the oh, floor outside, uh, uh, into a drain outside the pub, and there was a good reason for it. Well, we won't go into that, but we um, 
No. Mrs. might be listening. <laughs> we, um, what was what was it? What was he drinking? Just lager, but I think he'd had more than most of us because he was there first with Bill. Oh, was he? And oh, well. He was part of the. Um, he was part of the drinking drinking during the first half, and he was drinking after. So I presume, anyway, he was sick. And the bouncer said, uh, you're not going back in the pub, mate. Um, and then he, he, I think he said, I've left my jacket in the pub, which he had done. So he was escorted back in the pub by a bouncer to, oh, get, his, no. to get his jacket and say his um, goodbyes. In a scene, the walk of shame. It was, and it was a scene not dissimilar to the Green Mile of a condemned oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh. The funny bit was nightmare. Said, I said to Terry this morning, I said, the funny bit I thought was when he said, oh, Nick's left his jacket in that ear. And I'm sure Matt was going to phone him. And I went, yeah, but his phone's in his pocket, mate. He ain't got you on him. <laughs> so oh, no. What a nightmare. Oh, dear. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, we, none of us lasted much longer, but it was only about, what, seven o'clock at night? Because the Charity oh, Shield started so quickly. It was long at like two o'clock in the afternoon, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. the game was over by four. Um, and we were back in the the, the railway. Oh, but it was I, I, it was one of those situations where you're like, oh, I'm, so, I'm really sorry, mate, but I just couldn't stop laughing. And yeah, the fact that I he can't was believe it. Frog marched he- into the pub, then he was out of the pub. <laughs> He's let the whole of Kent down, hasn't he? Well, I guess so, yeah. I mean, we can... <laughs> oh, Perhaps... I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Um, another reason might have been that uh, we had t- way too much food. So a friend of Bill's daughter, uh, Sue, came... Um, what was his name? Mark. Mark. Uh, he looked like Paul Oakenfold, we realised later, the famous DJ. Um, but he had bought, like, four platters of food for us. I think as a way of ingratiating himself on us. But I think pretty much all of us had had, like, a decent breakfast to make sure we had lined our stomachs. So it was a real struggle, as there were four plates of tortillas... Did you bring a picnic? I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was the ridiculous. There was that's that's not a football diet. You can't <laughs> take picnics. I'm not having that. No, he ordered <laughs> the food at the pub. He bought it in the pub. So oh, it was I like a, a platter of picture him with a picture him with a hamper. And <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But it was <laughs> no. literally we were presented with way too much food. And, you know, I'm a Hutton, so I have to eat everything. <laughs> That's part of the conditions of the Hutton family. Right. Eat what you're given. Uh, so we tried to plough our way yeah. through it, but it didn't really work it's out like... in the end. And maybe it contributed to Nick's yeah. chucking up and chucking out incident. A... <laughs> it was quite a mix, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was like chicken wings and chicken strips and onion rings and garlic and yeah. bread and all that shit that was off as well, so... Yeah. But thank you. I mean, I'm very grateful for him for buying that, but it probably uh, was a bit... Couldn't say. It sounds, <laughs> sounds a lovely spread. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, the other um, wonderful thing about 
before the game was your jacket, John. Oh, my Luke Skywalker jacket. John had like a white bomber jacket. Well, it's like a sort of light um, uh, beige. beige bomber Perfect. jacket, uh, which just looked like um, Bespin Luke Skywalker's. <laughs> so we... Uh, we had fun with what, that. What the one he wears? The one he wears at the end of the when he goes up to get his medal. Um, and we, yeah, I suppose it is a bit like that one. I'm thinking more when they go to the Cloud City <laughs> in the Empire Strikes Back, but um, very much on that of that vibe. And you, you also had a Black Sabbath teacher on, but because the jacket was open, it just said Black Abba. Well, Black Abba. <laughs> You knew it was going to penalise that early, John. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, John was John's T-shirt was very predictive of the outcome of the game. Um, well, let's. I mean, let's talk about the game. You watched it in the Dominican Republic, Stuart. What sort of experience is that? I d- I didn't watch it. We tried to get the man in the hotel. They got a big big screen thing, but which has got mainly baseball on it, but. Oh, we tried to get him to find it, and he couldn't. He couldn't find it on any of their channels. So, I ended up with a Bluetooth speaker sitting round by the pole, um, and I listened to it on Talksport. Okay. Um, so, so this is going to go think, quite quickly. <laughs> well, good. yeah, no. I mean, it, it, I mean, from what I heard of it, you know, we had decent spells in the game. We sort of. I, funnily enough, I went to the bar. And came back, and my mate, I think I've got the picture of him in the pool, dancing, because bloody Moses had just scored, didn't he? Yes. Right at the start of the second half. Yeah, that so was he, funny. So he, he, was, he was going mad and dancing about in the pool, and I'm like, oh, nice one. So I sort of sat there, you know, anticipating, hoping we'd get a, an equaliser, which obviously, I have seen the goal. It was a good header, wasn't it, from... Kalasinik, or whatever his name is, who he had a good game by all accounts. Yes, so um, I mean the games. I, I, I mean, from my point of view, I thought the game pretty much started in the same vein as the FA Cup final. In in lots of ways, we had plenty of possession. Uh, we had a good chance when Lacazette hit the post early on, um, and he looked good. You know, in that uh, central role. I think he was very much like, um, he's obviously been told to run wherever and fill in gaps and be part of a front three rather than necessarily out on his own. But he's got a good touch about him and he passed the ball well. And um, it was a shame he didn't score with that chance he did have because it was a good move, which he kind of started off. Um, Didn't El Nenny ever... It was a good shot from El Nenny, wasn't there? There was a, a fantastic a angle. There was a there was a, like a shot which come cross, but Xhaka had an absolutely thunderous thirty yard effort, which we were right behind and we could see was going straight into the top corner. But it was a good save by Courtois to deny him. Um, it was, was a good free kick though, wasn't it? It was Xhaka it that was, took the Xhaka free took kick, the wasn't free it? Kick, got man of the match as well. I thought you could probably have given man of the match to him or El Nenny. I thought they were both pretty solid in the centre. Didn't give the ball away much. Very um, productive in midfield. It, especially in the second half where I think in the first half we bypassed them a bit. We were sort of hitting the ball long out to uh, Welbeck and 
and trying to find Lacazette and stuff, but settled down in the second half and tried to play through them a bit more. And it, you know, it, we, there wasn't loads of chances in the game for either team, but certainly, um, I think Chelsea's goal was probably a result of the change to the way we had to defend when Mertesacker went well, off. Well, wasn't that? I mean, I've not seen that, but. Talksport were describing that was it Xhaka's clearance wasn't he yeah, sort of clears we, it but, clears, but he loops it he loops it up in the air rather than getting any sort of distance on it yeah, and they, and they, were, they were saying it was a, a defensive cock up basically it was it was one of those I mean I guess a bit like when they we gave away they gave away the goal to us that everyone goes on about being offside it was a bit like that in that it was a bit of a scramble the ball comes back in all of our defenders are a little bit flat-footed. Um, one of the guys is offside, but the active guy who scores, Moses, isn't. Um, no, I... So it was a, you know, it wasn't contentious particularly, but it was a similar sort of goal to that. Um, probably poor defending from the, by the fact we didn't get out and catch them. Fuck outside. it! I've got to move. It's fucking <laughs> ants nest. <laughs> Fucking things. <laughs> Scratching like fuck. I'm sitting on a fucking hand's Don't jump in the paddling pole. Uh, Stuart I'm did a, say to me that he found a stump uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to the bar, so I'll keep out the noise a bit. Are they in your pants, these ants? I'm shaking them out as we speak, Matt. What do you... Go on, carry on. Um, does anybody know what the biggest ant is? An elephant. Yay! <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. That's all <laughs> So, um, I mean, without Alexis and Ozil playing any part in the game, I thought we did well as a team. What do you reckon, John? Yeah. I think yeah, overall we were... Played well, to be honest. We were probably a bit hard done by to be down 1-0 and probably deserved it a bit more at the end, just through our endeavour. Well, I didn't see their goal. I was still finishing my beer from half time. That's what I was the same. When I, I came, came in, back. came in and they just went, "Oh, they've scored!" It was like, "Oh, okay then." Which actually softens yeah, the like, blow, oh. I think, because you because you didn't see it, you can kind of wipe it from your memory as the game continues. But, yeah, I've not watched the highlights yet. I'll watch them in a bit. But Kalasinac, I think. Fantastic sign. He looks good, doesn't he? He looks a he good sign. Really signing. good. So he had to come He's on on the left. Big lump. I think he had absolutely to, massive, that bloke. He had to come on on the left-hand side of um, the, the back three and obviously scored the goal. But, you know, it, he just seems a real determined sort of character. With He's some, quick as well, isn't he? Yeah, Ball quick, quick for, for... skillful, good passer. Um Rob Holding, again, was absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, possibly a little bit, caught, caught a little bit out by the goal, but that's not necessarily his fault completely. Um, but generally, his passing and his composure was exactly the same as the FA Cup final. And Chelsea looked like a team that aren't ready to start the season, really, did they, John? No, but, I mean, Morata, he came on, he weren't all that either, but, to be honest, 
You know they're going to pick up. It is a friendly. I think it was almost like the way they played in the cup final. You know, it was like, well, it's just it's a charity shield doesn't really mean a lot. You know, and um, it was surprising that they didn't do far better than we expected. And you know, that was just the way that worked. Really, I think we played well, though. We did all right. And, and I uh, think, yeah, fuck them, they lost. I mean, I think that they need a few uh, sessions in the water aerobics, Stuart, at the beginning of the Because it got louder. I mean, we, it, they, they looked a bit, you know, I think we were first to the ball a bit more than them. It was it was a very competitive game, you know, that they, everyone tried um, sometimes a bit too much for a friendly, um, Pedro being the... Yeah, I've seen that. Do you think was it was it a straight red? It was a straight red, not a straight red for me. Although when you look at it, it looked quite nasty. He went. The ref had a good view of it. The ref had a good view. He got. He wasn't going for the ball. He got on then. He the ball. Studs up on his Achilles. So so I suppose. And that's probably why he went off. It was studs up on the back of the leg, and uh, with no attempt to go for the ball. Um, So you know we can do. I, 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 get, I saw the tackle. Um, I think it, someone had put some highlights on Twitter or something. And yeah. when I looked at it, I thought, oh, maybe that was his second yellow. You know, I, I couldn't remember it. Well, at the time, booked. that's what we thought because there was quite a lot of bookings. I think about five players had been booked in the game. Yeah, I which says it was second which, yellow. I was going to say, which already, already says it was a bit more competitive than the normal friendly, friendly yeah. doesn't it? Um, and. Yeah, I mean, so we we got the we got the goal we needed um, and pushed hard for another towards the end when we're sent. But actually, they probably had the better chances towards the end. Where Morata had one where he had to wrap his foot around it. I didn't think he he looked a bit like this is the first game of the season type shot. Um, probably a bit. Yeah, more we different. had a couple of good chances. Zone, Matt, and there was, what was it? Well, I can't remember who went into the box and they just passed it and you think just stick your foot through it don't stop passing it that. I felt like Lacazette like was under instruction to get the ball out wide and when, when a massive gap opened up for him you, yes it you was really him wasn't it him yeah. to run through it don't you yeah and I didn't expect a cheer for that comment, but thanks very much. <laughs> I think uh, the aerobics fans, fans of our lot in Block 5, <laughs> let's call them. Um, so, uh, we went to the ABBA penalty shootout. Has anybody thought of any ABBA jokes that we can do? Um, he, no. I mean, we took a chance well, on... Well, and, and the winner uh, took it all. The winner took it all, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's not bother because every other fucking podcast have done all the puns you can probably come up with. Yeah. But it works in our favour massively, this ABBA system. Um, and they're, they're just by the run fact it, that we they, put our penalties in, really. <laughs> they're going to run it. I was reading, I think they're going to do that in the EFL Cup this year. And I'm not. Uh, FA Cup, I wonder if they're going to do it in that. But I think they're going to use it in a lot more. This season, yeah. So apparently, the ABBA system. Um, apparently, the team who goes first in a penalty shootout generally wins more than the team who goes second. By it's something like sixty percent. So it's, well, it's depression if they scored a goal. And once we went two one up, 
the pressure was then on them. And I think that's quite difficult. But they scored their first one fine. Yeah. Then they're two one down. And it's like then that's a you know well, obviously make the in effort. that situation you don't score there and they fucking missed them but put your yeah, no, you don't goalkeeper goal <laughs> to take it, do you? <laughs> conf- everyone's confused enough already. Yep. Um, so the crowd are laughing at Paul Twaz, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> And and then Morata obviously kind of lost the battle between him and Lacazette by missing his penalty. Um, and so we can't. Yeah, I think we came out of it quite well. I think. Uh, there's some good highlights um, to be honest though for us we had four good penalties which you know, four good penalties, doesn't really work yeah. in our favour sometimes and um, it was nice to see Giroud finishing it off I think he got a really good reception from the crowd as usual and um, you know was in and around the the action when we got back into it so I think what we, I mean, time's running out now for new signings. I think we probably are done. I'm not sure what the Neymar situation will cause us in terms no, of our targets. I think, and I think Barcelona's. Barca are looking at, at that Lamar now, aren't they? That we've obviously been strongly linked with all summer. I think a lot of what he said. Did he come out yet after the game yesterday and say it's like the squad? Is too big at the moment. It's too, you know, they need to get get rid of players. So I've, I think yeah. until they've done that, I, I don't know whether he's going to just go out and bring anyone else in at the moment. I think the next week or so, we need to be shifting these players out to give us a chance to have a look at what we need. Well, the thing yeah, is, on some yeah. of the Facebook, on, on some of the Facebook groups, they were talking about Chamberlain. He, there was some quote on Instagram that said, like, you know, oh, he's off. To Liverpool for 28 mil, and apparently Chamberlain liked that comment, almost like hinting that he is. But the thing is, a lot of the fans are going like, "Yeah, but he's shit anyway." And I think I'd rather keep him than Walcott. Anyway, yeah, so would I. So, so know, would I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Walcott. Um, nice hair, by the way. Yeah, I think. Um, who does he look like? Uh, he's a leg. He's a Lego man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think Lego will be making a Theo Walcott movie somehow, but yeah, it was nice um, uh, to see some of the players who finished the season strongly carry on that. I'm, I'm thinking about Rob Holding and Shaka and players who we've had for a little while now and are probably going to start to be a bit more effective. So I think it was yeah, a good, it was a good start, ex- you know. It was a much better start than I think than the one 0 where we beat them the, the, a couple of years ago, um, where I don't think we really were ready at that point. Um, we seem a little bit more settled as a team, and he's obviously going to pick the players that he wants. And there are some talented youngsters like um, uh, Reese Nelson looking to kind of have an impact on maybe as a youngster in the team. I definitely um, think he's going to he's going to get a go at some point this season whether whether it's more Europa League stroke yeah. EFL League Cup, Cup. I I I wouldn't mind betting that you see Reese Nelson make his Premier League 
from the bench at some point this season. Yeah, I reckon yeah. he'll, I reckon they'll, um, he looks a real good, real good prospect, doesn't Just, he? So uh, clever, you know. He seems a very intelligent player, which we've been lacking. I think, you know, that natural intelligence about where to run, what to do. And Awobi had a good game, didn't he? Yesterday, Awobi played well yesterday. Um, okay, I think him and Danny Welbeck sometimes have control issues. Like they sort of run away with the ball and go down sort of blind alleys. Don't you think, John? We sort of commented that, didn't we? That Iwobi was yeah. sort of take too many players on, maybe trying to impress too much still. Yeah, I mean, knowing when to release the ball at the right time isn't one of his strong points, no. to be honest. But yeah, I mean, everyone. I, I, th- I think Danny Welbeck's an interesting one because I d- I'm not sure. Like his, when we don't have the ball, he's great. But when we do have, to, he's when the ball's at his feet, he always seems to be that slightly bit out of control. Um, and you just think, at this stage of his career, you would expect him to be a real, you know, to be getting that right. Um, but it's the pace he plays the game at is so blinding. I think he sometimes loses control of what he's doing. I'd still be starting with Giroud over Welbeck at the moment. I think Giroud's a more accomplished striker than what Welbeck is. I think I know Giroud made impacts coming on from the bench last year, but I think Welbeck can be like the new Walcott, where 20 minutes half out to go, he can come on fit, full of pace, and run and run defensive ragged. So you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I like. I liked Lacazette in the middle. I liked the way he moved about, got involved. He never stayed in the middle necessarily, so I don't know whether they will be playing, you know, almost as a, like a two with a one in front. Um, I wonder whether they'll sort of interchange quite a bit. Yeah, but, again, yeah, I think those, I think those, you know, Walcotts, Welbecks. They're going to be they're going to be used in the Europa League, aren't they? I think you know we'll, we'll, I don't see like Sanchez and Lacazette starting very many of those games. You know what I mean? So I no. think I think players like Walcott and Welbeck, you know, a, a good chance for them to show what they're about. He's going to come in the Europa League this season. I think they, it's almost going to be two sides, isn't it? There's going to be your Premier team, and then there's going to be what we're fielding on a a Thursday night in Kazakhstan or wherever we're going to head, so... And, you know, it will be, uh, you know, we'll find out soon enough, Friday night is the start of the season for us, and that is much more of a... a, a, a We will understand far more where, where where we stand in terms of being ready for the season. Yeah, because that's, that's not going to be an easy game, you know, Friday. No, not at all. Um... You know, if you're not at the races, you know, Leicester are a sort of side who could quite easily turn up and, you know, before you know it, you're a couple of goals down thinking shit and you're up against it, aren't you? So I'd like to see us hit the ground running Friday, you know, literally tear them a new one for the first half hour and yeah. and hopefully get a couple of goals ourselves because I think we've seen, haven't we, over the last few seasons, the first game's been woeful. So I'm a bit nervous for Friday night, if I'm honest with you, but... Let's hope, let's hope, like you say, we look that bit more ready and you can you witnessed that yesterday. I didn't really see it. So if you think we're a bit I more know, ready, I, then hopefully... I think, you know, 
the charity shield is a slightly different friendly, isn't it? It's there is stuff at stake in terms of just your pride in your club and everything, and yeah. your potential starting position in the Premier League, and you know the the way that there was a sending off and so many bookings shows that people were ready for a scrap and to really perform. So in that. Per- in that way, I thought we did really good. Um, but there is no nothing like the first day of the season, is there? So you just don't know. And we're at home. No. And we've never done do we well. Think, we've do never we think the Saints is? at home on the first day of the season in the recent years, have we? No. Do we no. reckon the Sanchez will play Friday? I've got absolutely know. no idea. Absolutely no, I mean, no idea. You know, you'd like, you'd like to be thinking, wouldn't you, that... Ozil, Sanchez, Sanchez, Ozil, to a point, maybe Ramsey, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're saying El Nenny played well, so... Um, yeah, but I mean, he's, El Nenny's played well before and then been outside as soon as Ramsey's back in. and Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I would take a chance and say I think Alexis will definitely play because... Maybe and not. What happened to, maybe not what to happened, start. I don't know. Maybe to come what happened to Mertesacker? Because we haven't got we haven't got um, Kishelny, have we? Friday. Um, he got a gash to the head um, just above his eye, so he had stitches in his eye, uh, not in his eye, like in his eye uh, above his eyebrow. Yeah, um, like as a sort of straight line up from his nose. So I think Gary Cahill had elbowed him. Although it was accidental, it was accidental, accidental elbow. But yeah, obviously yeah, well, I'm, a blood I'm more injury. thinking about. I'm more thinking about who we're going to have at the back on Friday. Well, I mean, Mertesacker can play. He might just have to wear one of those like face masks or something. Yeah, possibly he could have like just a bandage around his head. Because I don't know whether he'll consider Mustafi's fit enough yet. I don't know because they've only just come back, haven't they? Well, they had about yeah. a week's training under their I belt. Mean, we know they, that so, generally. Um, Wenger doesn't pick those players normally, does he? When they're late back no. and we're starting, he doesn't. He often doesn't pick them out of desperation. He'll put someone else in, but I, I imagine. Yes. Um, I'm so we're going to have hold, holding Monreal. Do you reckon as one of the three and and the BFG? I would have thought that's oh, the big lump that we signed. How, how we'd sign whether Kalasinac could be on that. In that, I mean, we put Monreal in the middle of the three, which I thought was a bit odd. Um, yeah, well, that's what I can see because you know, I, I don't think Callum Chambers is obviously going to get a look in, is he? No. So I'm just thinking, if anywhere we look a bit light on the pitch, it's going to be those three at the back, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I guess it's whether um, whether we put whether we work on Kalasinac being in the middle, maybe. Or, or Gabriel, even, he's still injured. Even Rob Holding. No, he's he's still injured, mate. Oh, right. It makes sense to keep Rob Holding on the right. He plays really well there. He linked up well with um, with Bellerin in front of him. So I, think I don't. I don't. You wouldn't change that. He's too young to start throwing him into the middle of that three. Maybe he'll probably Monreal be Monreal. Yeah, he'll be Monreal. I don't think I don't think he'll put that Kalasinic in there. If he had a good game playing as like the wing back, I, I think he'll leave him there. 
personally, I don't think he's going to compromise that because then you've got to stick Monreal there, haven't you? If not, you're only swapping them round, aren't you? Well, we'd put um, the Ox on the left-hand side, the wing-back. So it was... Kalas- oh, right. Kalas- when Kalasinac came yeah. on for Mertesacker... Um, oh, okay, okay. Monreal was already playing the, the left-hand... the left-sided got, yeah. central yeah. defence. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I don't know whether it's... I mean, obviously, we conceded then quite quickly after we changed that. But um, I guess we'll just have to see what... I mean, we've we certainly got more... When people are fit, we've got more options now, haven't we? Definitely with Rob Holt. Yeah, I mean, Gary Cahill came out and said something about he's a bit worried about Chelsea's squad depth. Because he was... I think I'd, I didn't have a programme. I don't know when anyone bought a programme, you see. But when you looked at the teams, apparently, Chelsea's squad was 24... And Arsenal's was 41. Really? I mean, they've put so many youngsters out on loan, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me um, wrong, you know, there's obviously a lot of youngsters at Arsenal that will probably end up, I think we loaned one out the other day, didn't we, to Preston? Was it that Mevididi or whatever his name is? Okay, yeah. Has he gone on loan to Preston? So there's, there's quite a lot of players like that, but Kale's sort of thing was, I think that's about all they've got. So he was obviously a bit yeah. concerned about it, I think. And when you're you know, particularly with the Champions League coming up, you've, you need that depth. I was going to say, we can we can take it a bit more light-hearted with the Europa League, can't we? we you know, you, I'm not saying you wouldn't as a supporter mind us winning it, but I think it's a very, you know, it's going to be to the back of most players' minds, isn't it? Certainly yeah. until the very latter part of the competition. Whereas Chelsea, you know, they, they, they're going to have big games early on, aren't they, in, that, in the Champions League? So that Any might injuries, have an effect on yeah, them. I mean... They've kind that of, might have an effect on I mean, I, I guess it's whether you believe that um, some of the swapping that they've been doing, so they've swapped Costa for Morata. I mean, Costa scored um, a lot of goals, and it's whether Morata can hit the ground running doing the same as him. I, I, I can't see it. It's the first season in the Premier League. You, you struggle. Um, you know, whatever the reason they had for the falling out with Costa you can probably understand that he's he's not the most um, not the ideal way to start your career though is it missing a penalty no <laughs> I think I posted the Chanson de Moore song on Twitter <laughs> with the Maratta is a twat da 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 de Moore. we had a, a little bit of fun with we won the cup. We won the cup at the shithole because obviously oh, Tot- yeah. Tottenham's ground now. Um, yes, but we, yeah. I mean, it's um, and Cahill's been linked to Man United now, hasn't he? So, like, really, whether, whether there's any truth in that, they they're talking about. Um, he won't be going anywhere. Mourinho. I can't. After. I will not I be going anywhere. They just definitely haven't got any defenders like you. I mean, I remember when he first joined for Chelsea. Nazi Terry was the main centre back. Kale just looked dog shit. But now, he's picking up quite well and he's definitely their best centre-back. Yeah, I mean, he's the, the solid one, isn't he? I suppose you could say Louise is the superstar centre-back, but a, a bit more erratic. I don't know. Anyway, I, 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 we don't really want to talk about Chelsea too much. No, um, no, that'll do. Uh, let's just hope that they fall flat on their face at the beginning of the season because we've got to play them quite early, haven't we? Yeah, 
Yeah, that, it's about our fifth game, isn't it? Yeah. Fifth game of the season. So it'd be nice to go into that being, uh, you know, in a good position. So before yeah. we move on, John, uh, I think you've uh, promised our listeners uh, to explain what Scampy Fries had to do with yesterday. No. <laughs> I, like, I like them. Uh, it did make you what laugh. Was you I doing? Did. What was you a... doing, John? It was I can't remember I was how we told. got onto the uh, conversation, but John, no, essentially, I think it was probably because we were eating sort of um, the fishy fare of Paul Oakenfold, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John pointed out that it... Um, sexually that if you were conducting yourself in the solo symphony let's say if you put a bag, <laughs> a bag of, of scampi fries over your nose yeah <laughs> it's like a certain french number soixante <laughs> neuf if you will uh oh, if you were into you know recreating sexual practices but I, oh I, I went into one of my fits. <laughs> I've point. got a vision. I've got a vision of John with a gas mask, <laughs> with, filled filled with scampi fries. Now, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, back onto the booze. Um, so, uh, in our booze special, uh, we've got Paul Merzen, who recalls a late night pub incident that proved to St Albans that he had arrived in Matt Reed's from Paul Merson's Auto. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. It's a massive buzz playing football, especially when everything is new. Like when I got my first touches against Man City at Highbury, or that goal at Plough Lane. The adrenaline that came with playing on Saturday gave me such a rush, and if I scored it was the best feeling in the world. Nothing ever came close. The problem started when I realised the buzz was short. I felt flat when I left the pitch and I'll sit in the dressing room after the game thinking, what am I going to do now? I can't wait until next Saturday. And that's when drinking came in. It kept my high up. I should have known better because before I'd made it in the first team regularly, booze was already getting me into trouble. When I was 18, I got done for drink driving. It was in the summer of 1986 I went to a place in Wheat Hampstead with a couple of people and we rounded the night off at the Rose and Crown. It's a lovely little boozer near my house. After a lorry load of pints, I decided to drive home, pissed out my face. Though I must have crashed into every other car outside the pub as I reversed from my parking spot. I missed the turning for my house went into the next road and ploughed into a lamppost which ended up in someone's garden. I panicked. I ran back to the Rosen Crown and sat there with me mates like nothing had happened. My plan was to pretend that the car had been stolen. 
it wasn't long before the police arrived and a copper was tapping me on the back. Excuse me, Mr. Merzen, he said. Do you know your car has been crashed into a lamppost, which is now... He sounds pissed. ...someone's garden. I've had a few uh, 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 tear of the dogs. Um, Oh, okay. I played dumb. You're kidding. Has it been stolen? He asked. I kept cool. It wasn't hard. I've been taking plenty of fluids. Well, it must have been, I said, because I've been here all night. The copper seemed to believe me. He offered to take me to the car, which I knew was in the right state. But just as I was leaving the pub, a little old lady shouted to us. She'd been there for ages watching me. He's just got in here, she shouted. He drove, to, he drove his car home. That was it. I was done for. The policeman breathalyzed me. In the cell, an officer told me I'd been three times over the limit. Shit, is that bad? I said. He shrugged. Uh, yeah, he said, but it's not the worst one we've had tonight. We've just pulled a guy for being six times over. He was driving a JCB through St Albans Town Centre. <laughs> I was banned for driving for 18 months. The club suspended me for two... He's always getting suspended for two weeks. And finally, yeah. 350 pound. Like that JCB in St Albans Town Centre, I was spinning out of control. Brilliant. Was Tony Adams drive at the JCB? Yeah. <laughs> George said the same thing to me whenever I got into trouble. Remember who you are, remember what you are, and remember who you represent. There you go. So, um, Paul Merson. Good fun uh, night. <laughs> uh, another more tales of his misfortune next week. Now, boys, I, um, I had, um, I had just, just touching on that subject. A mate of mine once, yeah, he uh, he drove home from pub, pissed up, and the uh, he hit a lamppost thing and he wiped out all the power supply to these houses. Yeah. But he was going on holiday the next day, so he went home and he hid in his house. The old bill were knocking the door, then he cleared off on his holiday. And when he came back, he reported his car stolen and he got away with it, really. Yeah, well, and his yeah. name is. <laughs> no, I'm not divulging that. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there's always the breathalyzer test, and if um, apparently you, I've heard that if they breathalyze you on when you in the car, it's not legally admissible, is it? So they have to get you back to the station to do a proper test to to confirm a blood legally test. that you. I think it's just another breathalyzer test, but it's more. No, no, what you should do, apparently, is you should hold out for the blood test because it gives you a bit more of a chance. Yeah, anyway, but none, then... none of this is the sort of advice we should be giving. No, OK. <laughs> but talking of the law, um, there has uh, been talk of some new law um, to ensure that the news, in whatever form is reported, is with due accuracy and presented with due impartiality. Um, the impartiality requirements of the Act are compiled from relevant legislation, including particular Section 3.19C and 3.198 and Section 320 of the Communications Act 2003, just for your information, Article 10 of the European Convention on Human Rights. So to ensure news in whatever form is reported with uh, due impartiality is an important part of broadcasting. Um, to go 
uh, to get us ahead of the curve and to ensure that the special impartiality requirements of this Act are now uh, are complied with, we now have a new section of the show called Our Lot on the Shelf Side, um, which we think is a good idea. Um, so I'm pleased to welcome Wayne Kerr for a roundup of Tottenham News. Matthew, hello everybody. Good evening, Wayne. Hello. Uh, hello so I'm here to uh, uh, make sure that your podcast is impartial, and uh, I'm going to start by saying, Arsenal, you, you shit, you shitters, you, you bloody shitters, you shit shits. Uh, the, yeah, so I've got that out of the way, um, and uh, I. I We've got our own podcast, uh, which is going to be released soon, uh, me and uh, Spunky Nigel, called A Lot on the Shelf Side. And I, I'm here to make sure that your podcast remains impartial to Tottenham fans. So, uh, okay. um, you can ask me any question you like. Um, well, I've got a question for oh, you, Okay, mate. yes. Um, Obviously, I've been watching what's going on at Arsenal with all their signings and everything. And, and what about Tottenham's new signings? Oh, well, I can, I can update you on that. Uh, I can confirm yeah. that the transfer activity uh, at Tottenham is as follows. <laughs> Have you got any more questions? Yes. Wayne, what are you wearing? Oh, well, I thought you might ask that. So, um, Spunky Nigel thinks that we need to present ourselves well as newsreaders. So, I've, I can't afford to buy a new shirt. I've just got a polo shirt with a tie, a clip-on tie. And I've heard that newsreaders don't wear any trousers. So, um, so I thought I might as well just be uh, just wear me... The, the, the boxer shorts from the waist down. They're Tweety Pie ones. Um, Sylvester's chasing <laughs> Tweety Pie in in a seductive way at, at my leg. Uh, but yeah, it's all very much showing that we, on our lot on the shelf side, are a professional broadcaster, unlike you, Ragtag Bunch. And right. we will be reporting all the news that comes out of Tottenham, uh, in, you know, as we get it. Um, so and what's the latest news then? What's apparently the news? there was a trophy won at Spurs yesterday, wasn't there, Wayne? There was, yes. Um, Who it, won that then? The, um, well, I mean, I don't think that's news, really. Is it? <laughs> well, it's the first trophy won at Spurs for a long time, isn't it? Well, you know, it's the pre-season. I mean, we... I thought we've had a good pre-season. We played... In uh, America, didn't we? Uh, I mean, uh, to, to be honest with you, being Spunky Nigel, we've had most of the summer uh, living in a yurt um, in uh, in Botswana. So, I mean, we haven't really had much internet access. So, uh, I'll, I'll have more information next week. Anyway, boys. <laughs> um, that's the roundup. Um, wait a minute, where's my paper? There, um, there's the paper on the desk. 
I'll see you guys next week for more see you later, mate. Tottenham News. See you Thank Thanks, you, man. Wayne. And we think that's a good idea. Uh, okay, so <laughs> um, <laughs> it, we move on to uh, my favourite part of the show. I think it's your favourite as well. It's Dear John. Now, John, what I'd like to say yes. about this, dear John, is that you have gone above and beyond, um, above and beyond your remit as a broadcaster. To help out, to help out a an emergency today, as I understand. So um, let's read the dear John and let's see what happened today when you stepped in. I mean, I would say a bit like a superhero to try and help out and sort solve the issue. Oof! What was that, Stuart? Are you? No, it's a bloke. They're doing beach volleyball now, and he's got a microphone. I can't. I'm not sitting back on the ants again. Is it, again. Is no, it like no. the volleyball that you get in um, the old porn mags? Is everyone, <laughs> is everyone naked? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Shame, shame. Anyway, let's go on. Dear John, I'm looking after my mum's pet tortoise while she's on holiday. Problem is, he's a miserable, constipated little bastard. She reckon he marches... <laughs> around the place cheerfully and does a shit every morning like clockwork in the 10 days i've had him he has he has shat one solitary shit granted it was enormous and he spends 90% of the time buried in the his substrate i think that's the shell isn't it what can i do to a cheer him up and b make shit come out of him on a more frequent basis Thanks in advance, Tom Stebbings. So, John, I mean, you took it upon yourself to try and get this issue sorted straight away. You didn't wait for the podcast tonight to give the advice. Oh, well, no. Because so, I mean, if you go to our, our Lot in Box 5 podcast group, you can see uh, how John expertly uh, advised um, Tom and his uh, good lady wife. Um, so what did you... What what kind of advice did you give them? I don't them? know if it's wife. Is it his wife? <laughs> or Mother. girlfriend, whatever. Wife, I can't remember. Alice. Alice Stebbins. So uh, oh, what advice did I give him? Yes. Yeah, I had to investigate this. I basically said, like, is he eating well? You could try giving him some ice plant. Which ice plant? Is, uh, something, something that grows in the garden. Right. If you have any in the garden, some just, you know, whatever it is. This is awesome cucumber. Cucumber. So keeping well hydrated in addition to baths. You've got to frequently bathing for about 20 minutes and really nice warm water several times a day. Uh, and that's recommended for treating mild constipation. <laughs> what, if in anyone, work. really, I suppose? <laughs> yeah, and just like, you know, if it doesn't work. Then, can be the cause of constipation sometimes. Depends where you And did it work? Well, did it work? Apparently. It did, and there's, there's photographic so, uh, evidence of how it worked <laughs> in our Facebook group. Yeah, and a few, of the listeners, a few of the listeners stepped in with some uh, advice. One yep. said, basically, Jane O'Leary uh, is missing his mum. Have you bathed him again? 
uh, listen to Chris Moles on Radio X. I listen to Chris Moles. <laughs> I think that was a bit... It um, doesn't make me... That was possibly an advert. But, uh, but uh, yeah, but then, so then she said banana produces, a, 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 a produces poo. Right. But I checked all this on various sites, and you're not supposed to give tortoises fruit, apparently, but You're not supposed to give tortoises fruit. Yeah. Apparently there not, the go. digestive system won't, won't do it. And then about an hour or so later, the first and last picture ever on a, a podcast, or any podcast of a tortoise indeed. shit, basically. Of so, tortoise shit. Of tortoise, I mean, you've, this is it, you, you've, are we, the, I mean, I, I can't believe that any other podcast has helped a constipated tortoise before. Definitely no, I, I think that's a world first, that. <laughs> It's definitely a world first. John Rubin, the new James Herriot. <laughs> Although, oh, yeah, no, can you imagine me trying to like vass up my arm to stick, <laughs> stick, up, it, stick it up? Did you ever hear the joke about um, <laughs> Mike Mike Gatting when he was on tour in India? Okay, and he and he ordered the um, uh, I think it was the tortoise soup, and <laughs> everyone everyone had had their meal. Yeah. And Mike Gatting still hadn't had his tortoise soup. Yeah. So he's he's had enough keep asking the wait. So he's gone out into the kitchen and he's looked over and there's the chef standing there with his tortoise. Yeah. Right? And every every time as the tortoise pokes his head out, right, just as the chef goes to chop his head off, his head goes back into his shell. Yeah. So Mike Gatting goes, Here, give it here. So he gets he gets hold of the tortoise, gets hold of the knife. He sticks his finger up the tortoise's arse, his head pokes out, and he cuts his head off. <laughs> and he said, he said, where did you learn to do that? He said, how do you think we get Gladstone Small's tie on? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, interestingly, I played cricket with Gladstone Small. Um, he, I think he played for Northamptonshire at one point. And, uh, yes, I think he did. We used to uh, practice at the county ground in Northampton, and um, he came in for a session with us. Fearsome bowler. I mean, facing him was an absolute nightmare. But um, he told a story like he, he's quite um, he's quite funny about his his appearance. If you don't know who Gladstone Small is, obviously Google him. Um, but he obviously has a very short neck and broad shoulders and he said he said the um how did you how how did your body develop in that way and he said that my dad used to hit me on the head with a cricket bat and say stop playing cricket and get on with your homework which was uh his explanation and he's not racist therefore um <laughs> anyhow um let's move on uh, from Gladstone Small to um, the Match of the Day quiz. That would be fun for our alcohol special. It's club 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 nicknames, Stuart. Yeah. Um, and uh, these are all English teams. So who wants to go first? 
for club names. Oh, let Stuart go first. He always moans that I go first, so let Stuart go. Okay, Stuart, first. seven questions on Okey-doke. club nicknames. Yeah. Number one, who are the shrimpers? The shrimpers. Oh, God. Um... I want to. I want to say Grimsby, but I don't. I'll have. I'll just say Grimsby. It's not Grimsby, but it is someone on the coast. John, do you know? I'm not sure if Crew's on the coast. It ain't, is it? I can't no. Remember? Hartley no, they... no. Hull. No, it's Southend United. Um, oh so yes, know that. yes. Down the fucking road. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That was a bit of an easy one for Stuart. Um, question number two. What is Morecambe's nickname? Oh, God. Is it something to do with Eric? Um, oh, I don't know. Wise guys? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be. Um, it's actually the shrimps. Oh, so, this, this is more a fish-based quiz than this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, scampy fry quiz, if you like. Yeah. Um, so, uh, number question number three: Why are Bournemouth called the Cherries? Because of their red kit. Mm, I'll give you another go. It's a bit more about their history. Um, it was on a cherry orchard. That's correct. Yes, it was built. Their ground was built on a cherry orchard. Um, oh yeah. So uh, that's one point. Um, which non-league club are called the Lambs, and why? Half a point for each. Oh, non-league. Yep. Um. Who's got the badge with a lamb on it? I thought that. What, Derby? No, that's a ram. That's a ram. Yeah, not a lamb. There's one, I thought there was a badge, and it's got... There is, it's, almost, is it Birmingham's almost, badge has got a... No, not... Nah. Birmingham, thought, there is one I with thought, a lamb, and it's sitting down, isn't it? Yeah, it's laying down. Yeah, there's one I laying th- down. I thought it was Plymouth. But no Torquay, then. It's Tamworth. Um, oh, and God. Why, do you know why... Cause, yeah, because there's a, a sheep called a Tamworth, isn't there? No, it's actually after a pub called The Lamb. Oh, fucking hell. There you go. These are easy, then. <laughs> they, they are a little bit difficult, I have to say, but let's keep going. Uh, question number five. What is Hartlepool's nickname? Oh, oh, come on, Jeff Stelling. The Monkey Hangers. Correct, yes, because famously uh, a monkey was uh, hung in Hartlepool um, after residence believed that he was a French spy um, <laughs> in a disguise. Wow. Uh, question number six. Who are the owls? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, that's three. Um, and final question. Whose club chairman came up with... No, sorry, whose club chairman came up with the nickname The Shakers? Oh, God. I've heard of it. Um, oh, fucking hell. Um, no. 
No, I think this relaxed Dominican sunshine has <laughs> added my brain. Well, I think three, um, out, three out of seven is actually pretty good for this quiz because it's quite hard. I'll, because John said it earlier, I'll just say, Holt, no, they're the Tigers, aren't they? Uh, no, I don't know, man. It's uh, Berry. Know. Oh, right. Um, I wouldn't have got that. JT Ingram decided to call them the Shakers, but there's no explanation why. I don't know uh, why. Uh, so, so yeah. John, uh, three to okay. beat. Uh, let's yeah, see I've how got you no get chance. on. If you say the gunners and stuff like no, that, I'm no, going to get the no, 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 no. So, um, question, and obviously, you know, this is just how they come out. Let's not. Um... Yeah, this is going to be easy, John. You know it. Question number one: Who are the addicts? Oh, fuck off! Is that Charlton? Charlton is correct. What is Blackpool's nickname? <laughs> Is that the Tangerines or something like that? Correct. Was it? Yeah. Uh, which Yorkshire club club's nickname is a breed of dog? This I've just got to name the club. Bit. I've just got to name the club or the actual name of the the um, nickname. I think. Uh, the I'll, I'll let you have half a point for either, but if you name the club, that's that's what the answer is. I'm trying to think of how many clubs are in Yorkshire. You've got Leeds, obviously. You've got Sheffield. No, 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 we're near Yorkshire, are um, It's a breed of dog. Yeah. It's the only club to be named after a breed of dog as well. Yeah, I think I oh, know. No idea. Stuart? Is it, is it, is it Barnsley? And what was the nickname, do you think? Well, then they got like a bulldog as their badge on their badge. Was that, mm, no, am no. I thinking? The answer, no. the answer is Huddersfield, who are the ter- ah, Terriers. The ter- terriers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, all right. Question number four for you, John. If the Lions in London were at home to the Tigers, who would be playing? Uh, Millwall. Yeah. And Stuart gave the answer to him. He said, yeah. oh. oh. Sorry? Oh. Oh. It's correct. Yeah. Okay. So you are now on level points with Stuart. Question number five. What is Bradford City's nickname? That's easy enough. I, know I don't know, but I should know. But, um, I know it. Good. I'm glad you do. Can you text <laughs> us the answer? They're fucking... <laughs> e- you're, uh, again, these are a lot easier, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> now, the thing is, though, I actually think Matt realises that I haven't got a fucking clue. Should so I say what is I'm it? I'm going to say... Go on, no, the, bant- okay. the Bantams. The Bantams, that's correct. Um, oh, okay. Question number six. Who took their nickname from Benfica of Portugal? Ooh. Fucking hell. I'll go back on what I said about that, John. I don't even know what... Oh, hold on a minute. Benfica's nickname was... Uh, oh. Uh, I have no idea. No idea. I'll have a guess. Stuart? Guess Liverpool. No, the the nickname of Benfica is the Eagles. 
Oh, Palace. So obviously, Palace. Um, Good. And final question, to stop it being a draw, John. Uh, what nickname do Brentford and Barnet have in common? Oh, let's fuck it. I should know this because I'm a Barnet fan. Oh, it's the bees, isn't it? The bees is correct. You've well won, done, John. You won the match of the day quiz, John. Well done. The only time, the only time this season. <laughs> I'll call on you to uh, call out a number between, um, (laughs) wait a minute, I won't do World Cup 1974 or anything like that, Um, between 99 and 113. Uh, 104. 104 is Celebrity Supporters. Oh. Oh, So there we go, Celebrity Special next week. Um, So I guess... Uh, we need to just discuss Friday night. Um, what do we reckon about scores? I mean, we've 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 maybe chewed the fat a little bit on on the team and what we expect. But um, I what was my I, I, was, I was always doing four in the first four, season. Yeah. Second season, what was I doing last year? Three one, did I say? Three nil all the time. I can't remember which one I gave. <laughs> uh, so you're not thinking about what the game is, you're just going to say the same fucking score every week. If I had to say one score every week, eventually we're going to get it right, unless I say that. Uh, you did six do. Nil. Uh, we did get 4 0 one week, didn't we? 6 yeah. 0. Uh, I think we're going to turn them over 3 0. Okay, Ooh. let's do it. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go, I think we'll just win it. So I'm going to go 2 1. And um, I'm going to say three. Did you say three one or three nil, John? You said three nil. Three nil. I'll say three one. Um, I think that we've got enough firepower in the team to get some goals this season, and I'm, I'd like to see us kick off and really get going. I'll make a Lacazette. I'll get a double. I'd like to see that as well. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see him get get off the mark, get relaxed, get you know. That that'll be good because you know the presser, they're going to want him to fail, and um, yeah, no, it'd be good if he if he could even just get one, just just get a goal on on Friday, it'd be fantastic. And um, in uh, true Block Five style, we usually start off the season by saying, "Who do we think is going to win the league, and who do we think is going to go down?" So let's let's talk about who we think the three teams who are going to go down are. Right, I reckon. I think um, I, I, I think it's too big an ask for Huddersfield to stay up. I think Brighton will be all right. Um, I think Watford might disappear this season. Yeah, although and, I mean, they've got that manager from Hull who kind of dragged them out, didn't he? Long yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I just that that for me. I think they've had a few seasons now, but they don't. I think they're starting to wane for me and. Oh, I don't. It's so hard. It's so competitive, isn't it? I, I'm gonna. Although Clement is doing a good job there, I think if they lose Sigurdsson, I'm gonna say Swansea. Okay. And John, I think. Any ideas? Sorry, 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 Stuart. Carry on. Oh no, I thought you wanted to. I thought Mark win it as well. But go we'll on then. Say, say, we'll do that in a minute. John, who do you reckon is going to go down out of uh, in the Premier League? I think League? Swansea were lucky last year. I think Swansea are going to go. And I think I'm just looking at the table because I don't even know who's in the fucking Premier League. 
apart from the normal ones. Uh, I think Burnley's got a chance of falling away. Yeah, I mean, I think Michael Keane is I would a big like thing. to go down. Team I would like to go down is Stoke, but I'm not sure they will. No, I don't think they will. I'll, I'll move Stuart on Huddersfield, actually. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about how well-respected the Huddersfield manager is. I guess it's whether he can do a kind of Sean Dyche and create that kind of uh, fortress. They'll win games. I just, I just don't think they've got enough. Unless, you know, there's still a few weeks of the transfer window. And he might pluck a few. He borrowed a lot of players last season, or he had a few good players from Chelsea up there last season. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think they've all returned. Because um, one of the players, I think, yeah, has gone to Brighton, isn't he? Is, it, is he Brown or? So I, I, I just think it's a hell of an ass for him. But you know, it's going to be so competitive that 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 Premier this season. I mean, I agree. I agree with Swansea City, but I think they've signed the most entertaining man ever. Uh, do Google him. His name is Roque Mesa, and. You know they do that song thing where they have to stand up and sing a song. Oh the, yes, you know, yeah. Like all the yeah. clubs. The initiation. Yeah, the like initiation. an initiation where they have to stand on a chair and sing a song and um, have a guess at what Rocky Messer sang. Not fucking rising up back on whatever it was called. No. The temperature's rising, the night is oh, getting no. low, and no. according to all sources, the street's <laughs> the place to go. <laughs> he was saying oh, the weather girls, raining men. Which, and yeah. he just is, just Google Roque, M-E-S-A. He is hilarious looking. He's got like a I think the... pencil moustache like he's in to Errol Flynn. He's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I reckon he's going down. <laughs> so Swansea for me. I don't. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard much about Newcastle. I don't. Don't know whether they're gonna struggle. I guess it depends whether they can score goals, which they've had trouble with in the past. And they've been trying to sign Lucas Perez, haven't they? Uh, from us. And generally, I'd like to see them go back down again. Uh, Mainly because I've yeah. got one of those Sports Direct mugs, and once you have a drink out of it, you need a piss about ten minutes later. It's so massive. <laughs> uh, and so I think my final choice will be um, Brighton. Um, they've they've made the best name signing of the summer. Okay, what was that? They've signed Davy Proper. <laughs> I bet it was oh, like what, Watford last year who signed Isaac Success. They literally yes. had bought Success. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so who do you think is going to win the league and maybe top four? Oh, top four, blimey. I think, I think it will be the two main clubs. So I think City, United... Um, I don't think Spurs are going to finish in the top four this season. I think Chelsea will, and I'll put us in there, Fogs. But that's a big if for us. Because um, I think Liverpool, I know they've got Champions League this season, but they might lose Coutinho. But I, I, I think Klopp will get the best out of them this season. So 
Mm. Yeah, I'll go Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal. Okay. In that order or just that, that Yeah, in, in, in that order. Okay, so, uh, what about you, um, John? I'm going to go uh, Man United, Chelsea, Spurs, City. Chelsea, second. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs third, third, City, fourth. And that's out, out of contention. Yeah, and hopefully finish about eighth and get no European football whatsoever. <laughs> well, I'm going to... I'm gonna be... Yeah, you know what will happen, John? We'll, we'll finish eighth, we'll win the Europa League and go straight into the Champions League under that. Yeah, or, or we'll win the FA Cup or something. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely think... I mean, there's been so much change at Man United and Man City. I'm I'm not so sure about those both those two, um, but I think Mourinho has the track record to turn things around. I'm not sure whether he would the league. So I'm going to say that we are going to win the league. Man United. Oh my are gonna, god! Man United. Well, someone's got to be positive, haven't they? Yeah, no, Matt. But you've had too many here of the dogs, mate. <laughs> um, Man United are going to come second and we're going to do them towards the end of the season it's going to be brilliant um, Man City third Spurs fourth and I don't think Chelsea are going to be in the top four maybe Spurs and Liverpool for the fourth spot depending on who they sign Coutinho or whoever I think I think, Matt, you are the first broadcaster to predict Arsenal to win the title this season. Fantastic. There's there's a podcast first for you. Well, you know, I mean, I think maybe the only thing that would change my mind is if United signed Gareth Bale. Yeah. Because I feel which, like that could really swing. Them. He's going to make another signing, another big signing, Mourinho, before the window's finished. So, and it's going to be Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil on a double. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, the fact we looks like we are going to keep both of them gives us a better chance this season. Yeah. I think we said last week. You know, if we lose players like that, we could be in hell of a lot of trouble. So, um, we're certainly firepower wise. I think we're all right. if we if we can get settled at the back and keep more clean sheets, we've got a bit of a shout. But. I just think it's so competitive. Unless we change the way we are away from home, and sometimes even at home, we, you know, we it's haven't the got home that form op- really more than anything, wasn't it? It's the losing. Yeah, to I Wat- don't know. Though. We went, to we went, and losing to um, Liverpool. But and- look at last season, Matt, when we were getting beaten like three-one at Anfield, three-one yeah. at Chelsea. You know where. And what was the Bournemouth one where we drew four all or something? When there and just that—that's where we've got to be harder to beat. And you know, away from home, the early games, like we said last week, Stoke, Liverpool, Chelsea are our first three away games next season. You know, you can't go there and start conceding goals. If if we can be sure at the back, we've got the power, the the players up top to to cause harm, haven't we? So. But it's just hoping that happens. And and going on recent seasons, we know it won't. That's why I wouldn't back us to win it. Sorry to be negative. Well, that's fine. I'm not going to change my mind because I am an eternal optimist. And 
at some point we're going to win the league, surely. So let's just hope and pray and have a fantastic season. And our Lot and Block 5 podcast will be the place to listen to all the fantastic moments of an Arsenal league winning season. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Check out the page, like the page, and all that stuff. You know, and um, go and check out the healthy talkers too. Yeah, and and post post stuff on Twitter, stick stuff, questions. This, you know, because of you. And come on, I'm I'm spending my time out here, the same as John is in Hornchurch with his gas mask and scanty fries at the ready for when got, he finishes. I mean, you've literally uh, got ants in your pants for this podcast. I have. Um, and you know, I'm hoping that the UV factor of your suntan cream is high enough because you've been sitting in the fucking sun all afternoon. <laughs> I have, mate. I look like Gladstone Small, mate. <laughs> and on that questionable, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've got a rather nice tan. That's all I'm saying. Well, you, well, you do take a good colour, as my mum I would do. say. Um, <laughs> Shame your hair doesn't. Yeah. But, no, uh, <laughs> that's gone whiter. That is whiter. I'm telling you. But fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic day yesterday, and it's going to be a fantastic season. And let's all be positive and hope that Arsenal will. I mean, everybody hopes that we're going to do it, but let's just stay positive in the first start and hope, yeah. that, hope that players like your El Nenny's and your Shackers become more established and maybe break through and become the kind of more of the team, you know, we, we, the people like Holding and Bellerin and people like that are going to be the future of Arsenal, make sure that we put in a good performance to, at the beginning of the season so we don't let ourselves down before we've even started. Yeah. And yeah. let's hope that Harry Kane gets a career in. <laughs> well, I did in a very drunken state last night to John suggest that the two players that would guarantee us to win the league would be one Harry Kane Harry Kane two Gareth Bale both which yeah. would so Gareth Bale I must be really hammered then I don't yeah, remember I, mean, that, I think possibly, you, yeah. you obviously the, the Spurs connection is the thing that would probably put them off coming but it happened to Sol Campbell so why not um, yeah why not 125 million on the table, Harry Kane. Yeah, no, he won't do that. <laughs> if you, you're going to spend 125 million, you'd like to get Mbappe, I would. Personally, t- 18 I mean, year old. But he's a teenager. He's 18 years old. I mean, when I yeah. was 18 years old, I uh, was sick down my bed after drinking 10 Jack Daniels. And I didn't find and out. And he was found with. Uh, uh, he was found covered in vomit with a scampy fries bag over his nose. <laughs> <laughs> And the Grattan's catalogue for for the women's lingerie section (laughs) on the floor. Never a true word spoken in jest. Uh, So thanks, boys, for joining us. Um, Back in uh, Blighty next week, Stuart. I'm back on, uh, I think we land early Thursday morning, so I shall be at the game Friday night, yes. Excellent. So um, have a good time and we'll catch up with you next Monday. 
Yeah, take Come it easy, Arsenal. boys. Come on, you goons. Have fun. Come on, goons. Come on, goons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the scabby fries. I do like Could be the start of something. Could be the start of something. Big. 